1: In the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CPJD Sports Talk in the building, the Knicks, weekly recap, a.k.a. the Sunday Pod, but we're doing it on Monday because we played yesterday. And uh, on these shows, we recap the week that was Knicks, the good, bad, the ugly, and all that in between. We'll also do our Game of the Week preview. Tonight's preview, we're going to talk Knicks versus Bulls with special guest Corey Tauber. The Hardwood Herald, friend of the program. And then we'll go around the league, talk about uh, a couple of highlights around the league this week, man. So let's get into it. As usual, this show is presented by Manscaped. Go to Manscaped.com and to promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. We got Dave on the boards, taking the calls. We'll also take your phone calls. 657-383-1509 is the number to call. Or you could hit us up. On the Knicks Fan TV Discord, JD, how you feeling? Man, how, how was your weekend, bro?
3: Well, uh, I'm feeling good today. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes after a we're reviewing the week, so it was yeah. a two in one week. So you know, we're over 500. Yeah, uh, and coming off a tough loss, so last night it was it was it was a little tough. Yeah, but today's a new day, and and you know, just like a professional athlete, I'm locked in. Saw so some interviews today with with the, a few players and okay. the coach, and after hearing the team, you know, my energy now, my focus is shifting on You're this good. coming week. I think it's an important good. week for for the team.
1: That's good, man, because it, it was like a funeral in here uh, uh, yesterday, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, first loss of the season, it's like we don't know how to act. Yeah, we're losing it, it now. I'm, I'm here. I'm getting. I'm getting messages on on Instagram. This is the Hawk series all over again. I mean, game three out of eighty-two. It's the hawk series all over again. I don't know what's going on with RJ. What's going, on? Julius, He's
3: shooting too much? I mean, you know, you, you know what, what it is—is is a little bit of of just the expectations going into this season,
4: <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Through the roof, the
3: hype. Uh, the anticipation, you know, we, we talked about on the first game on our pregame show at Mustangs, Harry, about was this one of the most anticipated seasons yeah. since maybe 2012 or 2013? So, and that's just you and I feeling that way imagine the thousands and thousands of Knicks fans feeling similar to, to, to that feeling. Yeah. So you can just imagine the energy that the fan base has brought and especially after that opening night at the garden, it was big, man, you know, where you saw some incredible performances. Um, And, you know, you're going into it thinking the next two games that, you know, okay, we're going to start three and oh. Yeah. Um, and then, we, we 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 had a little bit of a step back, and now yeah. the sky is falling. So I agree with you, man. Is is three of eighty-two. People have to put perspective on it. Um, and there's seventy-nine more games to be played. Seventy-nine so more wait.
1: people. If if you were if, if you put your heart out there in every game, you're gonna need a pacemaker. Trust me. Trust me, man. You're gonna have to tune that up because this is Cardi. They don't call them the Cardiac Knicks for nothing. So you better hold on. Buckle up and get ready for a long long season. But uh nevertheless bro, listen, there was there was a lot of good things to to uh look at when we review this week. I mean, when you look at the schedule, obviously we know there's there's going to be some some, you know, tough sledding ahead. And yes, we did want to go 3 and 0, but look, we went 2 and 1. On that campaign, you got a good win against a, a Celtic team that you figure is going to be right there neck and neck with you all year. You know, if everybody stays healthy, you got a nice double overtime win and a thriller at MSG to, to kick the season off, dropping 136 points, no less. Then you go into Orlando, you wash them up, and, and then you have a letdown game. Uh, listen, I, I think all in all, there's more positive for me to take away uh, than negative in this week. There's a lot more positive than negative for me to take away.
3: Right. And if you want to look at a certain, uh, you know, perspective here, uh, you can look at that Celtics game. Like, I know we're coming off the Orlando loss, but, you know, listen, it happens with with the best of them too. You know, at the end of the day, I, you know, you want to at the end of the day, this Knicks team is going to be evaluated on how we do against that top tier to mid tier teams. You know, we talk about the Celtics were one of those teams, you know, the Bulls are going to be one of those teams. Mm -hmm. You know, the Sixers, like the Hawks, you know, Indiana, Miami, like I'm sure Knicks fans want to play well against those teams. And so we got one out the way. And we just had a setback against a team that's, you know, going to be in the lottery. And I understand that, Hey, listen, yes, no excuses. You want to beat the teams that you're supposed to, but I'm also encouraged by how we fought in that first game at the garden. And listen, you know, I'm looking at some of these statistics here in terms of, you know, only three game sample size, but the Knicks are in the top end of a lot of these offensive numbers and Like we mentioned, they haven't even played their best yet. There's a couple of players on the team that haven't reached their potential yet. We have a couple of players that are struggling. We have a couple of key players that are struggling. And all in all, It compiles a thriller double overtime win against uh, what looks to be a pretty good team. And we know we split one and one um, against the Orlando Magic. It's a two and one week. You know, let's go two and one again. And now we're two games over 500. You keep doing it that way. Next thing you know, you're going to have a very good season.
1: You got to string them together. And and I said 138 against the season, 136 against the season. We put up 138. In a game that, I mean, I felt like, you know, yes, it was the first game of the season, but I felt like you really saw the, the potential of this offense right then mm-hmm. and there early. Obviously, it was going to be spearheaded by Julius, 35-9-8. and eight. You know, monster game. You had Mitch, eleven points, seventeen boards. Which and and Mitch has carried that through through each game. You know, getting on the glass, showing his defensive presence, intimidating, blocking shots. You know, Mitch's defense has been on point, Five or five in that in that opener. You had ten from Kemba, thirty-two obviously from Fournier, who went crazy in in the OT and double OT. Nineteen for RJ. Obi with 14 and you didn't even have a great game from Rose. I mean, still inefficient, you know, not even efficient. He had 9 points, 5 of dimes, but you know, if Rose and, and Burks go off. This this offense could be lethal, man. So I still thought even even uh despite the the um the tough loss last night. Listen, I thought you saw some potential
3: in this offense even in the first two games. Right. And and that using that game and and not only the final score not the fact that we went to double overtime and and all that stuff, but yeah. also it, it's it's the way that we played that you know when this team is going to be at his highest peak offensively, I'm sure Tom Thibodeau is going to want to see a lot of what he saw against the Celtics, for example, Obi. Obi in that game showed you an element that he can bring to the team when he's coming off the bench and yeah. he's, you know, he's leaking out after uh, after shots. He's he's running. He's uh you know, he's active. He's playing defense. Mm-hmm. You know, the two man game between Evan Fournier and Randall. We saw that against the Celtics. We saw a little bit of everything. Rose coming late. And, and being, you know, being the closer. So I think that Celtics game, in terms of the way that we played offensively, you know, as the season goes along, Tibbs is going to want us to peak somewhere near that. Um, and, and if we do, we're going to be very, very difficult to defend. I mean, this team, you know, still has, it's three games, you know, and that's why I'm so interested to see how we respond this week, because now this week, you know, we have some competition some coming test. up. And, yeah. and and it's going to give us an early test. And I'm interested to see how we play, you know, what type of play calls are being called. How is the offense being called? And hopefully, listen, I want to get a couple of close games as well mm-hmm. um, just to see, you know, just to get the team to gain some of that uh, experience like, you know, against the Celtics.
1: Yeah, n- no doubt about it. and And one of the positives, as you mentioned to me, was that uh, was that chemistry that was on display between Julius and Fournier? We saw a lot of it in the double overtime against the Celtics. Uh, the stat that came out was that Julius had passed it to Fournier 20 times in that game. We saw it again in Orlando when they were playing very well off each other. You know, Julius finding Fournier, Fournier moving well off the ball, off of the uh, the screens. Like he usually does, Julius finding him for some nice corner threes. Julius getting some easy buckets in the pick and roll, something that I want to see more often because we have so many playmakers that can get him going. But you saw that with Fournier. He, he and Julius connecting on, on two, couple nice plays in, in Orlando uh, to get Julius going downhill. And so uh, that was certainly um, a positive for me because, again, Fournier, what he can bring to this offense is not just a reliable three point shooter, but the playmaking. Which is going to be critical, especially in our half-court offense. But you're also looking at a guy that can get us going in transition
3: as well. So when he's on, uh, this offense is certainly on as well. And 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 that's going to be one of the key the key elements. You know, I think Alec Burks is a little bit of an X factor because you saw, for example, against Orlando. You know. Um, Tibbs tried to go with a combination of him and RJ. Um, I've always said that I think Alec Burks is a slightly better defender than yeah. uh, Evan Fournier because of his lateral quickness. Um, mm-hmm. Alec Burks can can defend, uh, you know, quicker guards a little bit better than Fournier in terms of keeping the the player in front of him. So, mm-hmm. him having that advantage, if he's on, then you, you talk about a bench that has Derrick Rose. You know, you have quickly that you're trying to get going. Um, there's a lot of options. Obi, Alec Burks is like, you know, a special ingredient um, to this team because even though he's coming off the bench, he is a player that Tom Thibodeau has already shown that he has confidence in, you know, leaving him out there in closing situations. Yeah. Um, and, and Burks is a versatile player. So depending on how the game goes, he can play multiple positions for you um, and you can take some risk throwing him out there in different you know positions so alec burks to me is a very important player for this team yeah um you know when every team uh has certain players that if they get going then the rest of the team is hard to defend and yeah. he is one of those elements if him and rose get going together i don't know how you stop this Knicks match
1: and that's a fact and i think it's contagious man and, and i appreciate you uh bigging up my guy burks um, as a member of the first You Burke set tribe. me up, man. Yeah, it, as a member of the first time, I, I, I can believe tribe, I, I just I did appreciate that. You... I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, look, it's all. Co- I think it's contagious, man. I, I felt like the hot shooting the first two games was contagious, and I thought them bricking away in the in the last game was contagious. I mean, you, you had RJ, Fournier, and Burks you know, shoot putrid putrid percentages, and yet and still, they they almost had a chance to win the game, so um, again, there's a lot of scoring depth there in this lineup, and I think there'll be a lot more good days and bad, we just, we just, they just caught us on an off night, another good, I feel like was, has been Derrick Rose, man, because he's been um, really, really solid, running the second unit and again, a, a, a reliable closing option. You know, Ro, Rose was great, great man. Then he had fourteen, average fourteen and five over the week, fifty-eight percent from downtown shooting. Numbers are super, super efficient, bro. Um, he, he's, he's just spry, man, and, and he's getting everybody going. He's got the chemistry going with Obi. You automatically see the pace quicken when Rose is in the game, and that's benefiting everybody on that second unit, including Obi or, or especially Obi in that second unit. I, I thought Rose has been uh, phenomenal this week. He's, he's had a great week.
3: Yeah, and he's, he's uh, continuing to build off an outstanding season last season with the Knicks, where yeah. he shot 41% from three. He talked about that today um in one of his, you know, in his player interviews about, you know, the evolution of his three-point shot, where he said he's always felt he's been capable but feeling that you're capable and actually executing it is two different things. And Mm -hmm. that's what he's been doing since he's become a Nick. Um, And right now he's at 58% uh, from three. And, you know, they're all been is they, they felt like all his threes have been important threes, you know, and and that's been one of the key things. You know, we talk about Derrick Rose closing games, but it's also Derrick Rose throughout the whole game CP. It just seems like from the moment he comes in, he's been great. Every single, you know, everything that he contributes is timely. It's important. It either leads to runs. It leads to rhythm. It just leads to effective play. It's winning basketball. Yeah. Um, And we saw against uh, the Celtics when, you know, Kemba, I believe, that game played 36, 37 minutes. And Rose comes in for, like, you know, a few possessions uh, because Thibodeau inserted him late, Mm -hmm. hits that teardrop, and, you know, he closes the game. Um, And – this is what I've been saying about him. You know, we did the show, and I felt that, you know, he is an MVP-like player for the Knicks because I just feel that, you know, as you can see with the Hawks series, as you can see now with the letdown against uh, the Magic, he still play well. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose is not phased by pressure situations. Derrick Rose is not phased by, you know, bad play. Yep. He continues to persevere, and he is a player that just excels um you know whenever the team is is needs him you mm-hmm. know he responds and so i'm excited about um his season um three games he's played all three um he looks healthy yeah looks he looks great pried. looks great man um he's been active defensively um all all in all you know it, now now let's see how thibodeau manages him you know you you kind of want to keep him the way you have him but you know, let's see how Kemba plays and, and let's yep. see how Thibodeau manages the rotation. But but Rose has been outstanding.
1: No, no doubt about it. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CPJD on the ones and twos on the Knicks weekly recap. Um hit that like button. Call us up 657-383-1509. As I said, we we're just recapping the week. The good, the bad, the ugly. We're gonna get into our Knicks versus Bulls game of the week preview going up against a hot. Bulls team right now, probably one of the hottest in the NBA right now. They were just washing up the magic tonight. I'm not sure. I mean, the the, the Raptors tonight, not sure what the score is right now in the fourth quarter because I know the Raptors did cut it a little bit, but uh, that, that Bulls team is playing well.
3: They're up two. Oh, up 11 two. 11 seconds. 110 to 108. Wow. I here, okay. All right. With 11 seconds to go. Interesting. i not, not sure who has possession, but yeah, yeah man. down to the wire. Uh, russell, see that's the nba that's, that's the nba, the NBA, for NBA. You. yeah because they
1: were damn near by 20 something last time i checked so that that's the nba man game of runs uh, this is why this is why <laughs> tibbs ain't playing the kids man he's he's going he's going starters and rotation plays for a full 48 minutes man because he can't take the chance uh shout out russell whiskey sends a super chat he says yesterday's loss meant that we got to trade everyone fire the coach staff, and bring back Fisdale. yeah that was basically the tone of the chat yesterday man we were down bad you know we were definitely Uh, down bad but um i
3: mean we we wouldn't have a team today i guess if the fans got what they wanted they wanted half the team traded yeah no no question
1: no question man (laughs) um another highlight as i said as was mitch and i think one highlight is that he got through this week (laughs) healthy
3: i think this is gonna be our 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 tune every week
1: like man got through it (laughs) got through this week healthy after two scares against the magic home in the road, but while he was on the court, man, like I said, I mean, we saw it with our own eyes against the Celtics in the home opener, just the way his, his presence was felt on the defensive end, changing shots, you know, I- intimidating shots, altering shots, blocking shots at the rim, you know, Mitch was great, man, averaging 12 rebounds on the season thus far, had a perfect night against the Seas, five for five, obviously, you want to see the guards get him going a little bit more, but so far, I, I think Mitch has been every bit of of what we've missed um, last year when he went down,
3: and it's funny because he he's right now he's averaging uh, you know again sam- small sample size yeah. we understand, but he's averaging a career high in fouls with four point three fouls per game he's mm-hmm. never been that close mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. his his other high was three point three and that was his rookie year mm-hmm. you know we talked a lot about you know Mitch being you know making sure that he's he's in foul trouble is is does he have a little bit more freedom to kind of just be him mm-hmm. um um you know because what that has resulted in is a career high in rebounds at yeah. 12 rebounds per game even if he you know if that goes down one or two rebounds at 10, that's still a career high. He has a good opportunity this season to average double digit rebounds for the mm-hmm. first time in his career and even get to 10 points, maybe and, and average a, a clear cut double double in a contract year. So, you know, things are and 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 here's the thing he's he's getting um he's he's averaging uh double digit rebounds to start the season. Mm-hmm. I think that's more impressive because you're talking about a guy that came in in the last preseason game, had 27 minutes out the jump. Yeah. Right. And now he's averaging 32 minutes in his first three games. <laughs> NCP, he is still not where he needs to yeah, be yeah. from a condition. He's just getting up to speed. He's just getting right. up to speed. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about what we're going to look at early on is, you know, how is his, his jumping ability? How, how, how was his athleticism look? And to me, he's getting a little stronger and stronger as each game progresses, and he has a big matchup. Yeah, uh, he has two big matchups uh, this week against you know Joel Embiid and and, and Vucevic. So I, you know I, this is going to be a big you know an important week for him. And I think we're going to see this week what we've already known and we we already seen, but we're going to definitely see it this week. While he is to me the X factor of this team this yeah. season
1: no question, no question about it, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys, um, the play of the week, play of the week, we are going to go with Julius, you know, the, the numbers speak for themselves, man, 28 points per game, 11 boards, six dimes, didn't shoot it that well from three as he did, uh, starting the year off, but we'll see how he, you know, see if he can catch up, but there's no doubt, man, leading off with the, with the 35-point game against the Celtics in double OT, and then crushing the Magic in, in the uh, in the first matchup on the, on the road. You know, Julius was certainly uh, certainly the workhorse for us. Man, 28 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, and six dimes for Julius. Um, the stat of the week, JD was obviously the three-point shot through the first three games last year. We attempted 28 threes and that we got that up to 49 threes this year. 12 three-pointers made per game through the first three games last year. 18 on average this year through the first three games. Average 43% from downtown last year, 37% from beyond the arc this year, man. What's your take on uh, a healthy, healthy
3: dose of threes this year by by Tibbs, man? (laughs) And and listen, you know, that 49 attempts is, is, you know, number one in the NBA right now. And and by a margin, you know, Mm -hmm. the second second highest team is at 46 yeah. at this moment so we're, we're three full threes ahead of the second team mm-hmm. um and, and and that goes to show you know we're the third highest scoring team in terms of points per game in the nba right now mm-hmm. um a lot of the offensive stat, of stats we're within the top 10 uh and and you know <laughs> listen Derrick Rose said 37 or 40. He didn't say 45 <laughs> to 50. So I don't know. I don't know if he, if, if you know, he juked us a little bit yeah. and, and they tried to, you know, kind of ease up the fan base. And then they said, all right, we're, we're, we're going ham because mm-hmm. they're definitely uh, making a major uh, adjustment. I'm actually slightly surprised that, you know, Tibbs is is with that many threes. I mean, yeah. I, maybe the games have just played out that way, CP, but I don't know because you're looking at some of these first halves. They, they had 23 attempts their last game. Against the Celtics, they had about 19 threes in the first half. So mm-hmm. this is not something that, you know, it's developing late in games or in the second half. From the jump, you know, they're attempting a ton of threes. So that tells you this is – This is who they're going to be, it Mm -hmm. seems like. Uh, So on the positive side, um, as I mentioned, because of the potential defensive deficiencies that they may have in the perimeter, you have to figure out a way how to counter that. So do we emphasize scoring a little bit? Do we figure out ways to, we can just score more points than the other team? And you know what they say, three is more than two. On the other end, they're going to have to, you know, kind of be careful that they don't fall into just a three-point barrage every time you know every game is different cp so you're gonna have to adjust to the game rhythm but as of right now hey you know the fans wanted more threes yeah so and this is the you know it's funny last year was like we gotta shoot more threes and this season, you know, we lost the last game. Live by the three, die by the
1: three. We're shooting too many threes, man. <laughs> I mean, look, that's just how it's going to go, man. That's just how it's going to go. You're going to have nights like you had in Orlando, and or you're going to have nights like you had last night against Orlando in terms of, uh, you know, either shots, falling shots. It's a make or miss league, man. And, and what we saw yesterday, look, I, what I like about the first three games in terms of our three-point shot attempts is that they are quality threes you know we're, we're not just running down the court and chucking we we're, we're trying to get good shots in the first two games we were moving the ball well we were setting ourselves up to get some nice high quality threes In the first two games we were draining them now we were still getting open looks last night they weren't falling and o- overall i didn't like you know we just didn't have much rhythm in in those games and so you know the the shots weren't falling so as a counter to that, like you said, we've got to figure out other ways to get buckets, other ways to score. And number one, that's going to be through the free throw line. And I thought, you know, Julius did a good job of, of doing that at last night, even though the uh, histories weren't falling. He went two for 10 from downtown. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's a big one right there. But he still got to the free throw line 14 times and cashed in 12. So that's the way yeah. to do it. RJ only one attempt. Fournier only one attempt. Kemba no attempts you know D Rose one attempt these are you know Burks three attempts you know these are guys that you're gonna want to to put pressure on the rim and try to draw some contact so you know Julius definitely try to make up for it but uh overall you know when the shots aren't falling we got to try to get to the line and get some easier high percentage buckets
3: and and the Knicks the right now are second to last in free throw percentage. In the gotta league. make that's your free 65, throws, man. Sixty five percent,
1: man. Sixty five percent. That's not gonna get it for you.
3: You know, they, we don't have Shaq on our team, so why are we shooting free throws like right. that? You know right. what I mean? So and 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 what's slightly surprising is, as you mentioned, it's it's the guys that are missing free throws are relatively good free throw shooters. You know, and and what happens is, is that. When you look at individual free throw numbers, right? Fournier will miss one, Burks may miss one, mm-hmm. Randall miss two. Individually, you you could just say, Oh, he only missed one free throw. And that play only missed one free throw. But as a team, it adds up. And next thing you know, you're playing a game and you've missed nine, eight free throws in yeah. a team, and you you just can't have that. Can't have So it. uh, you know, they 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 that's in we can talk negative and then we can turn it into a positive because that's mm-hmm. a negative. But I don't expect that to be like, I don't expect with the shooters that this team has, I don't expect them to be second to last in free throw percentage, which, which is an indicator again of they haven't reached their full potential yet because what happens when they start hitting those free throws and now there's less pressure on them in these close games because they're getting to the line, they're hitting free throws. You know, what, what is that, what is that going to look like? So you know we still haven't seen the knicks at full peak yet um i don't think we're gonna see it you know I, going into the season i'm always a 20 points a 20 games guy mm-hmm. i look, you know I, let's 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 look at 20 game sample and then from there we'll start to see what this yeah. team is going to look like um and you know and, and and see how it happens in terms of just you know overall play they just have to you know Get it together. Mm-hmm. Play better this week. Um, and it's a fun week. I think they're going to respond this week, CP. Just yeah. because I think they'll respond tomorrow. I think th- they'll respond is, tomorrow against Philly. I think I think they'll revert back to, you know, the team that came, that came out against dogs. the Celtics. You need dogs. And, yep. yeah, and I think they'll respond. Now, in terms of your point on the three-point shots, you know, we saw the game against the Celtics. And as you've been saying, you know, I think this is what's going to happen all year. Because of the spacing that this team has created, and that was a big point that everyone was talking mm-hmm, about in preseason, mm-hmm. was look at the spacing, look at the type of shots they're getting. Well, you and I saw Evan Fournier had a tremendous game, but he missed a few wide open nice. threes. Yeah. Obi, yeah. Obi. That game had a great game. I think it was 14 points he had. And he he didn't make a three. And he had good-looking threes. So, you know, even in a game where they scored so many points, they still had the misses that they missed were still quality shots. And I think with Tibbs, he's been consistent in that. Listen, I don't mind shooting the threes. As long as they're quality Quality. threes in an 82-game season, everything evens out. And if you're a good shooter, it ends up working out for you.
1: Yeah, quality, man. That's all it's about, bro. Quality threes. You you know, you don't want to be out there chucking. That leads to long rebounds. And then your transition defense, your defense overall, you're putting your defense at a disadvantage. That's what you don't want to do. So, uh, you know, they got to be quality threes. Now, on the defensive side of things, all right, last night wasn't our night. Uh, (laughs) Opening night, again, you gave 130-something points to the Cs. You had Jalen Brown almost drop a 50-burger on you. Got lucky that Tatum didn't get off. You give RJ some credit there. You also saw saw that Tatum miss some, some open ones, some bunnies as well. My concern, which has always been the concern, which is going to be a concern, as I've said, which is why I've pushed it to, to, to 46, is the perimeter defense, specifically at the point of attack, specifically Kemba, and secondarily D. Rose. Uh, you know, you had Cole Anthony go off last night, 29 points. Uh was it 18 rebounds, 16 and 18 rebounds. This just absolutely dominated us.
4: Yep.
1: Are, are you concerned? Are you are you concerned, man, from from a defensive standpoint?
3: I mean, <laughs> I I'm I'm slightly I'm I'm concerned, <clears throat> but I'm not as concerned as the fan base is, um, because I just think that. You know, even with all that, mm. we still had an opportunity to go three and zero. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, it's uh, win, loss, make, miss, league. And and when you look around the NBA, I mean, I, I was watching the game yesterday. Davion Mitchell, who's had an outstanding start He's defensively. Been great. Yeah. You know, Curry's doing what he wants. You know what I mean? Like this is a league that who really. It's tough to play defense, and yeah. I understand that with this team, because we don't have that superstar, because we don't have, you know, that that elite, elite, elite talent that can overpower teams, we're that gritty team, mm-hmm. you know, we're a Tom Thibodeau team, so, you know, we're going to look at the defense, but again, you see the three-point shots. That's how they're going to counter this this season, mm-hmm. CP, and as a fan base, we're just going to have to adjust to the fact that you know what's the solution? So, so you're gonna bench Kemba and start McBride? That's not gonna happen. Yeah. This is gonna be Alfred Payton all over again, just the other way around. I fully expect Kemba to be the starter all season, right? As long as he's healthy, mm-hmm. I don't think that all of a sudden Tibbs is gonna change it up. No, I, mean, I don't. He think didn't he'll do it with Alfred Payton. What do you think he's you think he's gonna do it with Kemba Walker? That's yeah. not gonna happen. So, what the Knicks are gonna have to do, what Tom Tibbs is gonna have to do, is you're gonna have to figure out minutes right? How many minutes you ultimately want Kemba to play and then maximize, find a way to maximize those minutes. Mm-hmm. That's why I would like going forward for Kemba to be more aggressive offensively in the minutes that he's out there. Um, Him, you know, become more of a playmaker for us Um, so that we maximize his minutes. And, okay, if teams are scoring on us, you know, then we're scoring on them. And, and, and we're attacking the perimeter as well. Because, mm-hmm. to be honest, if you're asking me what's the solution, we don't have, uh, you know, we have a rookie. We have a few rookies on the bench that can play defense, but I just don't expect them to be starters. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we are going to have to rely on Mitchell Robinson. We're going to have to rely on Ner- Nerland Noel to give us the rim protection to cover for those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to have to hope that we just do enough. I talked about this. Can we get just enough? I don't need – Alfred Payton, defense, or whoever. From Kemba, I just need just enough. Yeah. From Rose, I just need just enough. And I, I'm just confident in the offense to overcome that. Um, playoffs, that's a different story because it becomes a matchup game. So I'm concerned, but I'm not as concerned as everyone else. Cause I just want to see a little bit more games. Let's see how this week goes. Yeah. And then yeah. and then maybe on next week's show. We can, I can, I can elaborate. Hit the, on.
1: Hit, hit the panic button a little bit, just a little bit. Just, just raise the alert <laughs> level, just, just a notch. Um, You know, last year this this defense was great in protecting the paint. You know, they were topping the league in opponent, opponents' points in the paint. They were topping the league in opponents' three point percentage, three point three pointers made. Uh, top of the league in, a, in opponents' uh, points per game and and effective field goal percentage. So I think a lot of that <clears throat> is going to depend on. Um, how he plays as a team. As you said, a lot of it is team defense, right? You know, there's a lot of dogs in this league. You're not going to shut too many people down. But when it does break down at the point of attack, I think it's going to be key for for the other defenders, in particular our wing defenders, Julius, to, you know, help in, 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 in collapsing into the paint. You know what I mean? Collapsing into the paint and preventing those high percentage shots. And then, again, when, when they kick it out to three, trying to get out there or to force some some bad some you know untimely three-point shots you know some tough three-point shots make it hard for the opposing team and I think you know it's going to rely on the the team defense in particular because you know Cole Anthony Cole Anthony was cooking Kemba all night long he he just can't stay in front of anybody which is going to be a a big concern the size concern is also going to be an issue bro
3: right and 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 you know when you look around the NBA um there's not. I mean, maybe the Miami Heat. Uh, people were talking about the Celtics being this amazing defense, and you saw how many points we put up on them um, opening night. Yeah. Right. And so what happens is, you're not gonna have a starting five of all defenders. You know, like you're not. You're just. It, it, it's it's very rare to have. You know, the Detroit Pistons defense. You know, like you're just not. But what you can do, and this is why my expectations are are of RJ. And Mitch, those two guys have to be our leaders defensively. Mm -hmm. And Randall can't be too lagging behind. He has to be right there, too. You know, I understand he he has to take a lot of the offense. So, um, you know, you mix and match with him. But RJ, who talked a lot today in his press conference about, you know, that's his focus. He wants to be, he said today, he wants to be all NBA first team, Mm
4: -hmm. not Mm -hmm. second
3: team, not third team. Not mentioning he wants to make so if you want to be the guy, RJ, you can't allow you know Terrence Ross to score 22 points. I didn't know I understand all 22 weren't on him, yeah, but you you got to accept the challenge. And you know, a Miami Heat team they rely on Jimmy Butler, they rely on on Bam. You know, every team relies on two or three players Mm -hmm. that have to be your leaders and they can make up for a player or two being weak deficient on this team. That's why I expect RJ and Mitch to be leaders. Noel off the bench. Th- that's the only way that it's going to have to yeah, happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, CP, we're going to have to put more responsibility on other players team to defense. make up for their teammates. Mm-hmm. That's why it's team basketball. No, no question. No question. The, the team defense is going to be crucial. And
1: and look, man, you, we we know Ross is capable of, capable of that. You know, he's Terrence Ross. He did it to us last year uh, uh, against the Knicks. What was it, the MLK game? Was it the MLK yeah. game where he got it going? We all know Terrence Ross is capable of it and... Terrence Ross is one of the better tough shot shooters in the league in terms of scoring over close defenders. He can get it done. He can get you a yeah. bucket with a hand in his face. That he—that's what he's capable of doing. So last night was just one of his nights. Conversely, when he was at home against us, he didn't do anything. So he's just one of those microwave type of players that uh, you know can be a pain in the neck for you when he when he gets it going. So you know we'll see what happens on uh, on Tuesday. When RJ's got to go up against, you know, he's probably going to have to be checking Tobias. So let us see, let's see how he fares.
3: And that that's it's going to have to come on those matchups because when you, you look at the box scores around the NBA, all these point guards, man, this league has so much talent at yeah. that point guard position. It, it's going to be difficult for. I mean, I understand people. You know, Alfred pay was a good defender, but it's not like Alfred pay was shutting guys down. Like, yeah, right? yeah, You yeah. know, you know, people still get their numbers. You have to just win a few other positions mm-hmm, and to, mm-hmm. RJ has to win his position. Mitch has to win his position and the Knicks have to, you yep. know, just keep shooting them threes and, and be efficient. And that's, that's going to be the recipe for them to win games. And,
1: and as you say with Mitch, it's also rebounding. That's why his rebounding is so, is so key, you know, to limit the opponent's second chance opportunities. So, uh, certainly some things to look at there. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. CPJD, Sports Talk on the ones and twos. Knicks re- Weekly Recap. We're going to get into our Knicks versus Bulls Game of the Week preview in just a minute. Uh, we're going to take some calls as well. Shout out my guy, Junior Karoma, sends a super chat. He says, salute CP, salute JD. You guys do a phenomenal job, man. Love the show. I try to donate every show. Salute to Ashley and CK2K. Gotta bounce back. Yeah, we got to bounce back tomorrow, man. Big game tomorrow. Big game tomorrow. Um, offensively, uh, before we get to the phones, offensively, I think for, you know, obviously some there's some guys that you're still waiting to get going. You still want to see my guy Burks uh, string together two good games. You still want to see quickly get going. He got going against Orlando, in Orlando, dropped 16 points. It was very efficient from three. You know, he's doing the whole one eye thing. All right, you know, all of that was cool. Um, but, you know, it wasn't effective in the, the first game against the season and not really in in this last game against the magic. So definitely want to see quickly get back up to, to get back up to speed and, and really, you know, um and, and really fortify that second unit. It can't just be Rose. You know, Quickly and Burks have to come through for us. So that's gonna be huge. And then for Kemba, you know, I'm I'm gonna wait and see. I want to see how he continues to gel with the starting lineup in particular with Julius. But I also feel like he he, he, so far you haven't seen enough of the burst enough drives for me to put pressure on the rim to really you know help get things going um so that's gonna be something that that i want to see going forward it's only three games it's only the first week but i'm just watching to see how he's moving out there can he get us downhill in pick and roll situations and and uh and just really
3: generate some some good offense in the half court yeah, and that's why I just want to give him time uh, because, okay, he's not going to have the burst that he had in Charlotte. Fine, but <laughs> this is a guy that even with the knee issue was averaging over 23 points per game mm-hmm. in his last 10 games as a Boston Celtic. And and, and he had the offseason to get better. Um, so, you know, like I said, Derrick Rose has learned how to take that, you know, evolve his game, Without having that mm-hmm. elite burst that he once had, so I, I just want I, I just I just have to give Kemba more time. I yeah. I can't I I can't just hit the panic button three games in. I mean he was four of eight yesterday. That's fifty percent. You know a lot of players make money. You're gonna make a lot of money if you shoot fifty percent mm-hmm. um, in games this season. So, but I, it, it's the rhythm. It's the flow. It's not there yet. Um, And also, like I said, you know, Tibbs has to help him out, too, because it seems like we're running a lot still through Randall. Yeah. As I mentioned, I would like to I would like the team to put him in more of those playmaking situations. Um, Let him, you know, kind of dictate a little bit of the offense here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, I want him to be aggressive and then see how that looks. You know, I want to give him a fair opportunity um, and, and, and then go from there. But. This is his new – this is a new team too. So above the whole history stuff and the injury, just naturally this guy is on a new team. And this is game three of, of you know, him being around the new – just new personnel and yeah. finding a rhythm. So to me, three games is just not enough next week we'll have a you know a little bit of a larger sample size and we'll mm-hmm. see how you know how he looks um you know by this time next week
1: let's get to the phones and then we'll bring in my guy Corey tower with the hardwood heroin talk Knicks versus, versus bulls game of the week ari from manhattan kicks us off ari what's going on man
5: hey what's up cp what's up jd
3: how you guys doing good man how you doing bro how you doing ari shout out to you
5: i'm, I'm thank you man thank you man um yeah i'm listen, man. I'm not worried at all, man. I'm not worried at all, honestly. Um, after the first few games, I actually like what I see. I like what I see. Listen, at the end of the day, the Knicks. If the Knicks hit their foul shots and you know a couple of buckets go in, the Knicks win that game. When they shoot like terrible, right? Um, so, you know, I think what happened is the Knicks got cocky. They won two games in a row. Mm-hmm. People in the chat being like, "We're gonna win 82 and 0." You know, talking crap on Twitter, all this stuff, and you know. <clears throat> I think the Knicks kind of felt themselves a little bit and got a little yeah. too cocky, and they're not good enough to take any team in the NBA lightly. And I think in the long term, this may be um, a wake-up call and may keep them focused and know that, you know, this won't happen again, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, <clears throat> you, know, I, you know, this team kind of reminds me a little bit of the 2015 Hawks with, like, Iso, jo- Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, like a team that's very deep, that has good talent across the board, but not that, like, traditional superstar. Mm-hmm. right and they were so dangerous because you couldn't key in on any one or two guys and you never knew who was going to be to hurt you the next game we have six or seven guys on this team that could give us 25 points a night mm-hmm. um you never know who it's going to be so um i think when you have that kind of depth it's going to play to our advantage but um the two things i just want to talk about real quick is that like i just think it's funny how like i call in the show and when, Jay, when uh, Julius Randle hits that game winner against Washington, and mm-hmm. I criticize it being a bad shot, Iso Randle's not good basketball. And just because it went in, it doesn't mean it's a good shot. And mm-hmm. literally, everyone in the chat yesterday is talking about how Iso Randle, is taking bad shots, blah, 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 simply because the shot misses. Like, these people don't understand that, like, you have eyes, you watch a basketball game. Just because a shot goes in or a shot misses doesn't mean it's a good play. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, teams could. Have off shooting nights, and that doesn't mean your rotations are on point and you're playing good defense. Like use your eyes. Like for example, Mm -hmm. okay, in my opinion, I've been saying this the whole time. I do not think Mitchell Robinson is going to stay healthy this season. I don't see it. The Mm -hmm. guy two games in, and he's already got, he's already risking it, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. me saying I don't see it, I don't see him staying healthy, is not me being a hater. That's me calling out the obvious. You guys both know it. We all see it. The guy's like Gumby out there. He's like a baby Bambi over there. He's wobbling around. He jumps <laughs> out to the three point line like ten feet in the air. He can easily land on his foot, even though he's not going to reach the ball. He plays reckless, man. Yeah. He plays reckless. I don't think. I, I. I think you have to watch out for Mitch and just like, yeah. you know. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think. I. I think he's a very dynamic player and I, no, I, I hate you. value, but I don't think he's going to stay out there.
1: I hear you, man. And, I hear you. And one last bro. thing. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hurry up. I, 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 I just don't, I,
5: you know, J.D., you don't know this, but, like, apparently when, you know, people call in the show sometimes when I'm not in the show talking smack about me, and I'm just <laughs> not going to address it anymore because the last time I addressed it, you know, people trying to make a name for themselves. So I know your boys, whoever it is. You know, if he wants to fix my flat tire and drive up from Miami to fix my flat tire oh, upper east Side, that's okay. I am talking I'm not about gonna, You know, I'm not going to, you know, go there with that, all right? Oh. So, you know, next time do it while I'm in the chat, all right? Oh. And uh, I'm not going to give him any more shine. I'm not going to do any more all of that right. stuff. I promise not to make any other people famous, so it's Our,
1: over, right? Ari never forgets. That's one thing, man. Appreciate the call, Ari. Ari never forgets, J.D.
3: If he's not live, he's watching the playback. So he, yeah. he never forgets. He never he, He's forgets. always lurking.
1: He never forgets, man. My guy C. Lee said that, uh, what did he say? He said Ari gives himself a shape up with, with his manscape. Oof. <laughs> Ari, Ari wasn't feeling that, man. He was not feeling that, man. Knicks <laughs> basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Knicks tickets anymore. Because tick pick, that's T-I-C-K, P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as you go to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices on the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So go to TickPick.com slash TV today and use the promo code TV to save $10 off on your first order. Man, you guys already know I'm circling Knicks versus Hawks Christmas Day at Madison Square Garden, and I know TickPick already has me covered. So go to TickPick.com slash TV and use the promo code TV to save $10 off your first order. Uh, back to the phones, man. JJ from Brooklyn. JJ, what's good?
6: Yo, CPJD, what's good, fellas? What's good, man? How are you doing? How are you guys oh, doing? No, what's going on? Chilling, chilling. What's going on? Chilling. Just waiting for this Clipper uh, Blazers game to start in a few. Pretty mm-hmm. hyped for this one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, so far, man, definitely got to say Rhodes has impressed me the most. Like you guys were saying, his three-point shot, he's a career 31% three-point shooter. With the Knicks, he's been like Curry out here. So, yeah. pretty impressive, man, at this stage of his career to finally be hitting threes. You know, that's. Some part, thirty-one percent. Yeah, you know, especially for a point guard, so really impressive. I'm still, I'm still frustrated over yesterday, man. I can't even lie. Until we win tomorrow, I, we're getting that W tomorrow. Like that type of game, that's like the game. God forbid if we end up like in the playing, or we just miss getting home court in the first round. That's the game we're gonna look back on and be like, man, remember we were up 13 yeah. at home versus the Magic, and we blew it. You know what I mean? So I just hope it's not one of those where like. You know, we think of that game at the end of the season, and, you know, it just hurt our playoff positioning mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's game. The thing that I want to see
1: mm-hmm.
6: is Mitch. Like, this is why Mitch
1: put Mitch on all that weight. Embiid, right? man, so Mitch versus Embiid, man. versus Embiid.
6: Yeah, exactly. This is the type of guy why he put on all that weight. I mean, yeah. nobody stops Embiid, you know, but obviously, he you know, he, he kills everybody. But if you could just – I would just be really impressed if he does a solid job on him. Let's, let's see, you know, for that weight you put on, let's see, yeah. you know, if it's really going to help in this type of matchup. And Busevich, you know, so I'm just really looking forward to Big that ones. matchup, man. R- RJ, I just, I just want to see him just improve so bad, man. Like, it's mm-hmm. been a little frustrating. Like, the three-point shot's been off. The creating's still not there. The finishing still really isn't there. Mm-hmm. But he's still young. I'm not saying, like, you know, he can't get better. He could obviously get better. And yeah. I think he will. No, I think cause he's got the work ethic. You see it. You know, he's just got to continue to work because he's not the most gifted, right? Like, right. if you see there's nothing that he does, that's like, wow, this kid, you know. Yeah, this, there's nothing that wows you. Uh, yeah,
1: there's nothing that wows you, man. Appreciate the call. But well, as as he said, he's got to start on the defense with him. And then you hope, first and foremost, you hope the three-point shot is, you know, at least – close to where he was last year right maybe you may have a little slight regression a couple points regression which you hope is still fairly within range of what he gave you last year because that'll certainly lift up the offense but um again you gotta you gotta give him some time man definitely gotta give him some time
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
7: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All
1: right, uh, Will from L.I. Will, what's going on?
8: Hey, what's going on, CPJD? How are you guys doing this
1: this evening? Good, man, good, man. What's going on? Good, 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 good.
8: Chilling, chilling. First off, hey, it was a blast at that home opener.
1: <laughs> Will it was, was nice turned up, always, man. So My God, another. Will, let like, me tell you, some <laughs> people at home, man. This is this is why you got to come out with us. I don't know. Bro. The, yeah, this is why you got to come out with us to, to these events, man. Because when Will Fumello comes through. Win or lose, man, you're gonna get your money's worth. All right, because nice. I don't hey, care. Listen, if, man, if, I don't if you care if you're one of those to fans that's sitting down the whole no time, time. If you're going with Will, you're gonna be standing up and going crazy at some Fine. point in the game. Lit,
8: bro. It was amazing, amazing night, you know. But to get to the game, I'm gonna get real yeah. quick. Yeah, I'm. A, there's some. Okay, and I don't want to sound crazy when I say this. Mm-hmm. When I look at Randall and Fournier. And the way they play off each other, I'm not saying it's exactly like it, but mm-hmm. it's Jokic and Murray is the way that you have a big man in that guard. That Jokic demands a double team. I think Randall um, demands a double team, mm-hmm. and then at that point, it kind of forces the defense to make a decision. So I love that offense between Randall and Four. Yeah, um, well. I want to see that. I want to see that go. Mm-hmm. The next thing is, I'm not really worried about RJ because RJ listen, that first game, Jason Tatum was in maximum security prison and the warden was young Rowan. <laughs> he shut him down defensively. So yeah. he got it in him. So I'm not even worried about RJ. The only thing I'm worried about is the Obi and Randall lineup. It's great offensively. If mm-hmm. we lose a little bit on the rebounding, that's the only thing. Between the two, I would hope that Obi would be the one getting the rebound because I, I know he can jump out the gym. Mm-hmm. But there he might be prone to injuries. But that's one thing and the other thing is quickly i just need mm-hmm. quickly to get a little bit better that that second unit it, it really worked last year when it was the yeah. when it was the rose and quickly quickly yeah, punch. yeah, yeah but other than that I ain't worried about yesterday's game it is what it is it's the magic you know let me, Mo Wagner, whatever. I don't even know who these players are. I, I ain't worried about that. It's on to the next. Let's keep a pushing. 50 Burger. Let's go. to town, JD. Let's
1: get let's it. Let's, let's get
3: it going, man. All right. You guys good. have a good one. Appreciate now. it, man. Stay How up. Stay up, up yeah, you Will. Know, you know what I just realized, uh, the CP that I talked about, you know, the two leaders defensively are going to be Mitch and RJ, and, mm-hmm. you know, Will is talking about RJ. Yo, they both have some big weeks this week. Big you know, week. RJ. Big week. You know, you're talking about RJ Tobias. You're talking about RJ Levine, Levine and Levine DeRozan. DeRozan. See who he guards there. But either or is a tough matchup. And right? Who's guarding Ingram? And then, who's guarding Ingram? Yeah, who's week? guarding Brandon Ingram? Right? Who's
1: coming in hot?
3: And then Mitch. Mitch has uh uh Embiid. Yeah. He has Vucevic. Yeah. And then he has Valen Chutis. Yeah. So so you talk about it, it's funny because those three centers are also you know low post setters. Yeah, so they like yeah. they like to be a little bit physical. They like so, to bang. They you know, like to
1: bang, man. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, Rj's Mitch Rj's important.
3: ambitions to be a defender is going to be tested. Big time. And Mitch's you know off season regimen, getting you know adding that weight, that's yeah. also going to yeah. be tested to see how strong he really yeah. is. And 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 so technique for Mitch is going to be important so he doesn't get in foul trouble and he's able to actually maximize his off season work. So it's a big
1: week for the two, two,
3: you know, for two, two uh, young defensive leaders on this team. Big
1: week. And, and Alexander Walker for can 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 get it popping for you quickly too, man. He he can get it going for you quickly. So definitely can't, can't sleep on the Pelicans either. Avery Prince, I see you, man. Thanks for the super chat. All right. We're going to get to another call and then, then we'll get to our, our Knicks versus Bulls. Game of the Week Preview. Uh, we're gonna go to Christian from the Bronx. Christian, what's going on? Christian, Christian, going once. Christian? Christian, yo, to, yo, that what's yeah? Loud and clear. clear. what's good?
9: Yep, what's good? Hi, first time, first time caller, mm-hmm. uh, long time listener. No
2: problem. Bro. You
1: know what I'm
9: saying? Um, I just been hearing a lot of like, you know, stuff about Kemba and about, you know, concerns about the defense, about his fit or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that you're not going to get better defense from a Trey Young, a Damian Lillard, Mm -hmm. a Kyrie Irving. So whether those superstars are on this team, you're going to get that same defensive uh, concerns. You know what I'm saying? So what the problem really is with Kembo is that Julius is really dominating the ball while he's on the court. Like, he's really, to me, he's getting completely, like, zoned out the offense.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: And basically, he's averaging eight shots a game. And last year, he averaged 16 shots a game almost. And he averaged 20 points per game. Mm-hmm. So, in order for us to get what we want from Kemba, he has to average 15 shots a game at the very least. Because I'm a, I'm a huge Kemba fan, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a bit partial or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, I feel like the concern is just it's on the offensive end. We have to let Kemba be Kemba. Kemba's elite. Kemba's, you know what I'm saying? Like Kemba could get a bucket. It's just that we have to let Kemba be Kemba. Kemba's not. This is this is not Kemba. You feel me? So um yeah, yeah that's just my my point of the call. All
1: right, appreciate it. Appreciate the call, man. De- uh, definitely, man. definitely appreciate it. Um, I mean, look. <clears throat> Does he have to be a lockdown defender? No, but, You know you can't be a matador either. You know what I'm saying? I I, I can't just ab- absolve him from from not playing from playing defense totally. You know what I'm saying? The, the 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 play on smart to take the game into into overtime. You know you you gotta cover. Yeah.
2: You, you can't you can't let Marcus Smart
1: just take a wide open three point shot. That was on Kemba. Yeah. As we looking yeah. at the play right here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, like and that that second game against Orlando remember i said he was more active like that's yeah, kind of more closer to what you want to see like yeah. we don't we don't need elite defense we don't right. need you know you're, you're like i said you're either going to get a bad night from Kimber defensively or you're going to get decent you know and i and i would hope that we get decent more decent. often give me oh, decent Just give just, just me decent he's he
1: still might charge you know draw one or two charges a game which is good he's still going to put his body yeah. out there but, but just to be sharp, that's all I'm saying, just to be sharp.
3: And I think offensively, I, the organization is still learning. They're learning him. Like, yeah. w- what type of player is he, is, he is, uh, is he at this point in his career? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if he were to be, you know, still one of those top scoring point guards, then, you know, I'm pretty sure the team would adjust to that and make him a focal point of the offense. But... If he is not there, if this is what Kemba's going to be, then they just have to carve out a role for him in terms of minutes and just maximize that. And and like I said, you know, even with all that, we're still third in the league in points per game. We're first in three-point attempts. Like, the Knicks offense statistically is still very promising, um, and they just got to figure out these little kinks here and there. And I think when you have a deep team – you, you're you going to go through a transition where you're just trying to figure out what's the best role, who should be, you know, scoring more and who should be coming off the bench and who should be the closing lineup. They have a lot of good problems, but when you have a lot of good problems, it takes time to figure out what's the best solution. Yeah.
1: That, that that's a fact, man. And that's going to be on tips to manage as we get into it. But look, still early, man. Two and one on the campaign, J.D. And uh, I felt like, you know, it, we, we we were on a seesaw this week. You know, we were on a, on a super high. And then last night brought us to a low. So, so we had to even it out. You know what I'm saying? We had to bring him back, bring him back to the middle, bring him back to the center and, and, and just focus real quick. We got a big week ahead. Two and one on the campaign. We'll, we'll be all right, man.
3: Well, we'll yeah, the guy the, the guy above saw me having too much fun. <laughs> We having too much fun. He's like, "Oh, what?" Right. I'm
1: up, man. This is the cardiac Knicks, after all. You know, <laughs> I told you, man. It ain't, it ain't always easy for us, man. So, so you know, yeah, man. Nevertheless, I'm look,
3: hoping. I'm hoping tomorrow I can turn the the, yeah. the oven and the stove back on. No
1: question. No question, man. We got. Balance. We're gonna win this one tomorrow, man. We're definitely gonna win this one. Uh, we, Ooh, CP's confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Let's I'm confident. go. Let's I'm go, confident,
1: man. Let's let's get it going. Uh, let me get my guy Corey in here. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys cpjd on the ones and twos giving you the week next weekly recap the good the bad and and the ugly uh we're gonna get into our knicks versus bulls um game of the week preview yes sir the hardwood herald aka Corey talba is in the building let me go ahead and uh just set you guys up Corey, what's good bro How, how you feeling man I'm I'm doing
10: well, man. How
1: you doing? Yo, doing all right. Doing all right, man. Hold on. Let me let me uh let me get you. Here. I,
3: I I know you're doing well, Corey. Yeah. The Bulls, <laughs> yeah, the Bulls, you know. the
10: Bulls looking good right now, man. They looking yeah. good. So Four and oh, four. We tried to give Crazy, it away tonight,
1: man. but All right. So yeah, man. We got we got my guy, Corey Talbot in here, aka the Hardwood Herald. Bulls fan, nevertheless, but uh but a basketball fan, man. And and Corey, man, your squad is coming in. The hottest team in the NBA right now, 4-0. and uh, You know, you got Lonzo out here wheeling and dealing. We'll, we'll get to him in a second. But, I mean, what's been your, your overall impressions of this team through four games, man?
10: I mean, you know what? It, it's really eight games because they've taken the same energy that they had in the preseason, and they brought it over to the regular season. And, uh, you know, I, I know that a lot of people were skeptical of the Bulls mm. and, and how this team was put together, but this is the most excited and this is going into the year. This is the most excited I've been since Jimmy Butler was on the team, you know, mm. these last few years, you know, when you, even when you know your team's going to be kind of bad, you got that, you know, fanatic optimism where uh, you're trying to talk yourself into some players that aren't actually, you know, any good. And uh, I just, I couldn't really get there with, with the squads the last few years, but, but this year, you know, we made some, some big splashy moves and, and uh, I was all about it. I mean, it was, free agency day was, was the day I got married, so it was a great day nice. for me. I mean, I got married, we got
1: DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball. You checking for the woes Bombs when you when you reading your vows, man. It was oh, deep. Yeah. For real. Yeah, hold up.
3: Before I say yes,
1: hold up. On, on, yeah. okay, oh, got we got Lonzo. All right, yeah, we, we got, got Lonzo. We got Lonzo. <laughs> 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 nah, 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 that's what's up, man. And congratulations once again, man. Yeah, Definitely you, uh, man. salute to you on that. Um, and, and speaking of Lonzo, man, look, this was a guy that some Knicks fans wanted to channel my guy CK2K if he's watching because he was definitely a member of the Lonzo Hive but uh you got to be impressed with what you're seeing out of him man dropped the triple double the other night with with no turnovers been spearheading the Bulls defense what's been your impressions of Lonzo so far bro
10: he's a lot of fun man I mean he he's bringing the same energy I feel like he had at UCLA you know when uh the last couple of years in New Orleans like I don't know if he was having this much fun mm. um but he's playing with with a freedom that I feel like he hasn't really played with in a, in at least a few years you know he's he's taking step back jumpers he's getting out transition he's he's actually even getting paint touches coming out of the pick and roll and um and you talk about the defense I mean just just night and day from what we had last year and and he's really done a lot on the ball and off the ball to kind of spark this Bulls defense to make them competitive for the last you know eight games that he's been wearing the uniform including the preseason I mean he's he's the start of it a lot of times and uh I you know I was I was definitely coming into the draft I was a little skeptical of how he would translate but Mm -hmm. I got to give him credit because the way that he's you know dealt with the adversity of, of coming in hyped up like that kind of not living up to the expectations and and kind of rebounding off that and turning himself into the player that he has I mean He's the guy that every fan would love to have on their team. And when he's on your team, you kind of see all the little things that he does. So I'm I'm thrilled that he's on the team. And uh, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun.
3: CP, you know, uh, Bulls going not not counting tonight's fourth game, but going yeah. into the night, the Bulls were 3rd were tied for second with the Hawks and scoring defense. And Lonzo Ball is a big part of that. So you guys, you, you it looks like you guys got yourself a good addition and you know as a Knicks fan, the way we've started, uh, which has been a solid start, but defensively, kinda makes me think what could have been if he was a New York Knicks. So it's great, great addition. And, yeah. you know, he's the bull star. He's been a very good, you know, part of of, of you guys' successful start.
1: Has the uh, Corey? Has the defense surprised you? I mean, going in the, into tonight's game against the Raptors, I mean, you guys had 13 steals, 11 block shots so far through that, and and fourth in the league in on defense. I like the Caruso pickup. You know, a lot of people, oh, yeah. a lot of people were getting on me when I was rating it. I rated it pretty high, and people was like, "Yo, oh, you're overrating the pickup." I said, "Look, I felt like Caruso, along with Lonzo, is really going to help spearhead this Bulls defense, and it looks like they have
10: so far." I'm not surprised at all, and you know, I. I Obviously, that was the big question mark for a lot of people about the Bulls. But Billy Donovan has a little bit of tibs in him that you know that he's going to get guys to play defense. Like, even last year, you'd be surprised at what the Bulls' defensive numbers actually were. You know, the Bulls' problem last year is they just couldn't put together on both sides of the floor. But they were solid, and Billy's never coached a bad defensive team. So... I was I was expecting them to come out and be able to guard. Like obviously, mm. DeRozan, you know he he's not uh you know Mister Wing Lockup Defender by any means, but he even has had some impressive moments. He's had a lot of like weak side like really good rotations that have been impressive. And I think one of the big things that's kind of underrated, like after the trades last year when the Bulls got Vucevic, and um you know they didn't live up to expectations. A lot of that had to do that Zach was you know away from the team for a while with health and safety protocols, but the Bulls were starting Daniel Tice and Mm Vucevic together in the front court for a lot of the year. And that's not how the NBA game is played now. You know what I mean? Now you've got Patrick Williams at the four, which is his natural position. He was playing the three last year. Mm -hmm. And um, the Bulls are just switchable, man. And and, uh, I'm not shocked by it. Like you said, you mentioned Caruso. He's another guy. Like when he's not on your team, you look at him cause like he's a meme, but that dude, (laughs) he could actually hoop, you know what I mean? So, and, and defensively he's unbelievable. like, quick hands fights through it like you don't realize how big he is how strong he is mm-hmm. how athletic he is until you watch him every night so uh and you know we talked about Lonzo I mean the Bulls the Bulls have a lot of defenders you got yeah. a bunch of long rangy wings off the bench uh for when the Bulls go small and um we've even seen some Patrick Williams at the five in spurts early on so I I'm honestly not surprised now you know I add to that the Bulls played Detroit twice yeah, without Cade yeah, mm-hmm. Cunningham you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh we played New Orleans without Zion you know we're not exactly playing a murderer's row here but you got to play who's in front of you and yeah. and they've been taking care of business right so that's all you could ask and um I'm I'm again I'm not shocked
3: and it's, it's gonna be an important week speaking to that I think for both teams Corey yeah, yeah, because you yeah. know the Knicks you know, are going to play the Sixers. They're going to play the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they play a few games and then, they, you know, they're going to play the the Milwaukee Bucks. They got some tough matchup. And even the Bulls, you know, looking at their schedule this coming week, they're going to play the Knicks. Is their next game. They have two days rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to play the Knicks. Then they play Utah. Then they're at Boston, at Philly, and a home-and-home, and, home, and then against Brooklyn. So I think for both teams in the next week or so, we're going to find out a lot with the, you know, increased competition.
10: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like it's good to start out with that light schedule. You get in rhythm, right? Yeah. It's kind of like an extended preseason, but it actually counts. But, you know, you mentioned those teams like Utah is going to be a team that's going to potentially be in the NBA finals if if all goes well for them. Uh, the Knicks, you know, look. I'm born and bred New Yorker. I'm not somebody who's thinking that the Knicks were just, you know, a one-hit wonder. I you got you, you got leftovers from the the Thibodeau Bulls on that team. I know mm-hmm. how these, these dudes are gonna bring it every <laughs> night. You know, like the Knicks the Knicks are they're always gonna be a tough, a tough matchup. And um you know, we got Philly back to back, Brooklyn coming up. It's yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for sure, for sure. Um looking forward to the Boston game though, because I you know watching them against the Knicks and on opening night I'm I'm a little iffy on Boston as a competitive team in the East. To be honest with you, I yeah. they, they don't they. It's a lot of pound, 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 dribble, shoot with that team, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't I don't buy into the teamwork. I'm not saying they can't, you know, they're not going to beat the Bulls. They got two scorers who can go off at any minute in Tatum and Brown. But long term, I you know, Boston's a team I got my eye on as a team that could be you know kind of the back end of the playoff picture. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, you know, and speaking of the two scores, look, the, the Bulls have have two two good ones, man, two All Pros yep. in, in Levine and, and DeRozan, and even though, as you said, you know, the schedule is fairly light, I kind of felt like you guys won a lot of these games with you know Levine not really being the All Star that he was. Like you know, your defense is, is really carried you. You're getting some contributions you across the roster. Um, so I think I think that's what you know makes this team. Um, uh, kind of dangerous is that, you know, Levine really hasn't even gotten gotten off to a hot start yet.
10: No, you know, he had two big games to start the season off, but he hasn't really been like, you know, the the guy who's putting up 30-something points per game the last two nights has been quiet. He started off slow, mm. still has his moments, still picks his spots, but that's the thing that's different about this Bulls squad yeah, uh, compared to years past. Like, a lot of these games that the Bulls are winning, they'd have lost you know last year the year before like you know toronto came back even though the bulls were up big last year the bulls give this game up uh but when you have a guy like DeRozan, and and, you know people could hate on him because he's not a big three-point shooter and whatnot but when it comes down to it in in the final minutes of the game he knocks down free throws and he can get to his mid-range shot whenever yeah so to have another guy like that next to zach and then he's a playmaker, DeRozan too. But, you mm-hmm. know, he he can make plays in in isolation and pick and roll. So uh, and Zach is a spot up shooter, is absolutely deadly. So to use Zach as a decoy sometimes is huge. Is huge. So uh, I, the DeRozan, DeRozan's been big, man. And like you said, they can both go off. They're both you know going to average over twenty points per game. It looks like. So it's been a smoother transition than I think people maybe thought it was going to be because I think their yeah. games actually complement each other pretty well. Well,
1: J.D., I mean, that, that's going to be on R.J. and Fournier once again, man, just like the Tatum and Brown matchup, you know, R.J. and Fournier are going to get tested on the wings as well. You have two dynamic scorers in, in DeRozan and, and Levine and two guys that, that can get to the rim, that like that like to get to the free throw line, rather. So, you know, R.J. and, and Fournier certainly going to get tested on the perimeter.
3: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun matchup. I'm sure Corey would agree just because of, mm-hmm. um, and I'm interested to hear what, you know, what Corey's, personal matchup that he's gonna look forward to because you have you have a lot here, you know, with Mitch and and, and, Mitch and Vucevic. Vucevic. You have yeah. Mitch and M- Vucevic. You even have the young Patrick Williams and and Julius, Julius. Randle there. You know that's gonna be a big uh, Kemba, matchup. Kemba Kemba Lonzo. Kemba you know, uh, Derek Rose matchup. going back to Chicago yeah, against yeah. Lonzo. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot and of like Rose you know, and
1: Caruso. I'm sure Caruso's gonna be trying yeah. to check Rose. Uh, right. uh AO and and quickly it's, it's gonna be some big matchups, man.
3: Yeah, there's gonna be some big matchups, um, and I, I'm just interested to see how the Knicks play in terms of who they put Fournier on. Do you go with mm-hmm. Levine? If you go Levine, now you you know you're dealing with Levine's athleticism. Um, but if you know, what's the better matchup? If you go RJ on on. You know, DeRozan. DeRozan is a solid vet, very savvy, knows yeah. knows how to get to his spots. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see how the Knicks mix and match um, all around the, the the board. Though there's some there's some very intriguing matchups.
10: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you guys yeah. who you, who do you think RJ is going to start on? You know, I know he's saying he wants to come out and be that guy who takes the best player every night. He's got to go at Levine. He's got to go at Levine. Gonna...
1: Yeah, I think I think it's DeRozan. He thinks DeRozan. I think, yeah, I think because you gotta go at because
3: I think I think because uh, the Rosen's get, well, I guess you can say you know if 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 you can live with the twos if you really want to look at it that way. But then see people say that a lot about the Rosen, but when he's on. He kind of dictates the game a little bit. He can he can really control the game, and he's he's an underrated passer. You yeah, know, last year passer. with the, with the Spurs, he played a lot of a playmaker role, and I believe he had a career high in assists. So yeah, uh, you can use RJ's strength against uh Rose's mid range game. You put him on Levine. Now you know Levine likes to run around a little bit sometimes, and when he's hot, he's shooting from anywhere. Now R.J. now has to do that. Kind of rather have him be more compact on a DeRozan matchup and kind of see. So I don't know, man. I think you you start one way, and then you see how who gets hot and who doesn't, and then you kind of mix and match. That's how I would do it.
1: I gotta see. I gotta see how Mitch Farris. Well, first off, he's gonna get tested by Embiid tomorrow night uh, on Tuesday night, but I gotta see. Mitch against Vucevic because Vucevic has killed the Knicks. He's averaging, he's averaging double double 18 and ten against the Knicks in his career. That's going to be an interesting matchup. But Mitch has got to because the Bulls can't go small on you. But I think Mitch, if Mitch can help control the boards and battle Vucevic on the boards, I think that gives up a, gives us a leg up in the game as well.
10: Yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup for Vucevic because I, man, I was watching the, the Knicks the other day and Mitch is huge, man. Yeah. Like, like block, is, block Ness is flexing. He's
1: flexing every play. If he's he can like, be healthy out there, he's a good look.
10: You know, because he came into the league, he he didn't have like this big body. Now he's he's got some thickness to him, and uh, and I mean he's tall as hell, long as hell. It's it's gonna be a tough matchup for Vucevic. Um, you know, I th- I guess you know the for Vucevic, Mitch isn't a threat from the three point line, so right. he could kind of concentrate staying around the hoop. So he's got that going for him, but. That athleticism and that length, and you know, it's it's a huge part of the Knicks, you know, game getting him back, having him healthy this year.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I also feel like you know, for the Knicks, what they've shown so far, at least early in this season, is um being being able to execute out in transition. And that's where the second unit to me comes into play when you have Rose. You have quickly Burks and especially OB Top, and I think that's an area where they need to capitalize. You know, Bulls half-court defense has been solid, but if the Knicks can force them in some tough shots, get the rebound and get out and push, I think that's another area where the Knicks may have an advantage.
10: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I, I mean, transition is when chaos occurs, right? That's when you get mismatches, cross matches, and and you look up and down the roster, you, you know, Derrick Rose putting pressure on the defense. You got, you know, guys like Fournier and, and Quickly who are going to be running the wings, running the break. You got to run out, try to, you know, contest on those guys. You got Mitch running to the rim. I mean, it, the Knicks are a problem in transition. And, you know, we're not even talking about what, what Julius could do, you know, as a trailer. And, and I mean, it's uh, they're they're a handful in, in the in transition for sure, and and that's going to be a challenge for for the Bulls, and I think that's one of the areas where Caruso is going to have to step up in in this game. You know, he's a guy that's going to bring that energy, and and he likes to play fast, get out in transition. He's got to do it defensively too, and I I think he's you know maybe for the Bulls he'd be their defensive uh, X factor out in transition, trying to stop the Knicks.
3: Corey, how's their how's their like overall bench? you know, in terms of overall rotation uh, options that mm. the Bulls have, all, you know, off the bench. You know, you, we talk about the Knicks bench, you know, the Knicks having a bunch of options on the offensive end and them being one of the top, in my opinion, you know, bench in the NBA. Where do the Bulls fall into in that conversation in terms of bench? Who are their their weapons? Or are they, you know, are they developing some guys or is that an area that still needs improvement in your opinion?
10: Well, we're missing one of our biggest bench pieces in Kobe white right now. Yeah. He's he's still nursing a shoulder. thing. I think when, when he comes back, the Bulls' bench is going to be, you know, pretty deadly, um, having him come off it and just firing away. But right now Caruso is really the only consistent piece. Uh, the bulls don't have a second big man. Really? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's Vucevic and and that's it. You know, you, you could say Tony Bradley, but he hasn't really played this year. I think he's, he's hurt. Um, and then it's kind of a, a bunch of rangy wings. You got, um, you know, Alizé Johnson, you got Javante Green, you got Troy Brown Jr. And so far, you've had at least one of those guys step up on any given night. And when, they're, when the Bulls have been at home, those guys have brought so much energy to the bench. Um, you know, they don't have a ton of size. And that's the problem with the Bulls bench right now all those guys bring something they they can you know uh hit the offensive glass kind of you know get in passing lanes cause havoc defensively they're great rotating over they bring energy and and again you know when the bulls are at home it's a big big help uh when the bulls are on the road and you really that's when you really need your benches to kind of you know bring Step it off. is yeah. when yeah. Yeah, you know is in road games um that's it's hard for the bench to be consistent in those six, uh, situations so You know, I think that's going to be something the Bulls are going to have to look to upgrade at some point. But again, you know, Kobe White's a big piece of that. And when he comes back, you know, it'll it'll be a major help in. You Know hoping the the Bulls bench plays consistently because right now it's, it's Caruso and, and that's kind of yeah. it,
1: yeah. And, and and yeah, and and you're guessing after that, but yeah, yeah. So Andrew H in the chat said it reminded us Kobe White hit banged uh eight threes on the Knicks, I think it was last yeah. year. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> when, when he comes back, that, that bench will definitely be interesting to see. But as you said, you know, with Vucevic and, and not much else in size, I think again, that's an area where the Knicks look to capitalize, get on mm-hmm. the boards between Julius, Mitch. OB, you know, RJ is going to be needed to get on the boards. Burks is a good rebounder as well. So I think, you know, controlling glass is certainly an area that can help us. And then again, if, if we can get out and transition, get out and run, uh, we, we'll, we'll be all right. I, I think it's a good matchup, though. I think it's a very, very interesting matchup uh, between these two teams. Very evenly matched. So uh, let's see how that uh, how that all shakes out. What What's your gut telling you this early? I know it's early in the season. But what, what's your gut telling you about uh, the, the whole Levine contract situation?
10: I mean, look, the Bulls season goes as well as it has so far. And, and, you know, they're one of the teams that are competing for home court. I think, you know, it's going to be an easy opening day of free agency. Zach Levine signed a max extension and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's it. Uh, I I mean, I think I I don't foresee the Bulls unless they get really hurt by injuries um, or there's some kind of COVID outbreak or or whatnot. I think the Bulls are going to be there come playoff time, you know, whether that's, you know, they're fighting for home court, whether it's, you know, the six, seven, eight, who knows, but I think they will be there. And and for Zach, that's what he wants. He just wants to be in the playoffs. He wants to be on that stage. He wants to show that, you know, he's not this guy that has the label of, you know, uh, he could score a lot of points. Maybe he's an all-star, but he doesn't lead to winning. Right. Mm-hmm. Guys shed that label all the time. Devin Booker shed it last year. Shrey young shed it last year. I think Zach wants to add his name to that conversation. So as long as they do that, I mean, He's gotta be happy with how hard management went out and, you know, put pieces around him and built the team around him. So yeah. Um I don't really know where else he would go. Um outside of maybe, you know. Come play New York. with tips, man. <laughs> you know, that's that's Come really play it. With that's, tips, man. so so uh <laughs> I, I mean, outside of that, it's like, you know, he's not gonna go to a bigger market outside of New York and uh, you know, I don't know what other teams that are actually competing can afford him. So I know you guys really it would be – it's probably going to come down to Chicago or New York, but yeah. he's built a home in Chicago, and uh, I think he's having fun playing with the group that he's playing with. So, you know, as a Bulls fan, I could only hope it keeps going as well as it has with this 4-0 start.
3: I actually see Levine kind of in a similar situation Julius Randle was in yeah. last season, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in terms of when you look at even trajectory of career, when you looked at some of the, you know, naysayers and and can can his stats impact winning um can he experience the playoffs can he be the guy i think levine is kind of feeling the same thing so he's in a unique situation where he's not one of those stars that is going into a free agent year like a Kawhi that it's championship or bust. Mm-hmm. So it looks, you know, that's the, all, that's the feeling that I get as well, that Levine just wants to be in a position where he can compete in the playoffs and he can elevate and show that. And, and then, you know, he'll be friendly with the team and, and sign a long-term deal. So I think anything other than potential just flat-out disappointment um, yeah. I think it, I think it'll be really difficult to see him in another uh, uniform. Yeah, I
1: de- definitely agree with you on that one, man. Uh, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CPJD, Corey Talbot, Harvard Herald, in the building, just talking uh, Knicks versus Bulls preview, the game of the week, man. Bulls four and O. Knicks two and one, hopefully get another W against Philly. And now we got a real, real nice primetime matchup on Thursday. Is this a is this a TNT game? Or is this a uh is this a seven thirty game? I don't remember. I know the Philly game is is a uh is a TV is a TNT game, I believe. Or is it This the Bo-
3: is this is going to be No, it's, it's eight o'clock. Um, th- oh,
1: so this is a TNT game.
3: No, this is just a regular. Nah, game. Oh, this MSG. is regular, yeah. regular yeah. MSG
1: in Chicago. Okay, yeah. so yeah, yeah, so tomorrow's tomorrow's game is a TNT game, and then Thursday, uh, and then Thursday, just just a regular game. All right, well, let's see what happens, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. First week in the books for the NBA. Uh, a couple other news as we go around the league, man. Nick's news actually, it looks like somebody somebody had dropped this on uh, on Instagram and Twitter last week. It looked to be what looks to be the new Nick City jerseys just a little semblance of it JD. And I think it this could be it. obviously it doesn't have the numbers on it, but it has a letter in it looks like an all black jersey. So the fans have been piping for for all Black Jersey and then it has what looks to be a little tribute to the 98 or the late 90s jerseys that had like the little black strap down the side and the piping around the the, the trim then it's got the nyc logo on the top i mean i gotta see that how the numbers look but so far i gotta see how the rest of the kit looks but so far i like it man i don't know man a lot of people it's been it's been mixed reviews but what's been your thoughts on it jay
3: I just think that you know the big reviews are part of the fans. You know, it seems like the Knicks are teasing us when you see the yeah. warmups. So the yeah. warmups that resembled, you know, the the uh, the the nineties and, yeah, and late the 90s this, they, yep. yeah, they're, they're giving us a little. It's like they're teasing us, and I think the Knicks fan base—that's the real you know uniforms that they want the Knicks to, to you know, uh, to roll out. So, but this one, like you said, I got to see it with the with the numbers, man. Um, I have to get used to it. You know, the all the whole the black and now with these new city uniforms, it's it's yeah. very creative. Um but I gotta see the numbers, man. I'm it's all right. It's all right, it's not too bad. Corey, too bad. Corey what's what's your take on these, man? Uh
10: I I c I kinda like it. I mean yeah. it's I, I think that you know, when you have classic brands like the Knicks, the the Celtics, the the Lakers, the Bulls simplicity is the way to go you know Mm -hmm. like the there's so much history in jersey design for these teams so um i i again you got to see the numbers you got to see the shorts yeah you got to see see what the whole fit looks like yeah yeah. but uh i think it's off to a a pretty good start you know as as far as like the 90s jerseys i think those maybe will come next year Uh, um you know i i know they did remix jerseys for the classic editions for the 75 years so i don't think this is the year and And uh, by the time next year rolls around, all these guys will kind of establish themselves a little bit more as like a consistently good Knicks team. It feels like like the right time to bring them back. Mm -hmm. But but uh, these current ones, I I, kind of like them right now. You know, it's I'll tell you what, there's definitely going to be worse jerseys coming out. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Here's my question, though. How does that jersey have the whole quote unquote official tag on it? see the tag hanging and yeah i think everything. this is a purposeful leak <laughs> man i think yeah this is like a how do you leak. have the tag but then there's no number on yeah. the jersey like it does like <laughs> if that's a legitimate jersey how come it doesn't even have a number now, like it's
10: yeah something it's something it's like, something it's like we're right going to the beach day. i will say the one thing that got me thinking it wasn't official is if you look at there's no um like size tag like printed on size tag Mm. Up, oh, up on where the, the,
1: yeah, on the bottom. I think I see it on the bottom, but or, it's, it's no, kind of up top, like on oh, the up neck. Top
10: on the top. Ne- on the neck. So if you Got look, you. if you look, you can see on the backside the NBA logo stitch. And yeah. if you like get a, if you get a jersey from like uh, you know China from like DHgate or something, yeah, yeah. that's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like a full teacher <laughs> It go. looks like a replica. So, <laughs> um, so it, you know, I don't know if it's definitely the jersey. Just that was the one thing that I was questioning. Like. You know, there's there's no printed on size tag in the neckline. You could you can only see and because the jerseys now like the replicas, they're like they're pretty legit now. They come with the tags. They come with the bottom, you know, so but that that threw me off a little bit.
3: Everybody in the chat that has the Chinese versions, they're like, yeah, we yeah. know what you're talking he's about. He's Chinese cool.
10: Chinatown <laughs> China
1: So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. My guy, J-Cal, is in the building. Jason Cannon. salute to J-Cal in here. Salute to uh, all the mods once again. Knicks Fan TV Day, appreciate you, Ari, appreciate it. We are here, just wrapped up the Knicks Weekly, the good, bad, and ugly. And my guy, Corey Todd, the Harvard Herald, was in here. We are talking Knicks versus Bulls game of the week. Um, Fellas, uh, what, anything else uh, You know, around the league that uh, Stuck out to you? I mean uh, I,
3: I, I, I wanted to ask Corey yeah. a question because uh, We had, you know, he was on with uh, I think we did the mock draft Right, Corey, you remember yeah. that? We mm-hmm. did the mock draft mm-hmm. And Corey's been on for a few draft shows So yeah. I was actually, you know Excited, you know, to to Share the show with you today because I actually wanted to ask You, it's only three games But, yep. um, you know In terms of the rookies so far in the NBA, who I, I don't want to go on the negative side because three games is, is, is yeah. it's not enough. Yeah. Right. But on mm-hmm. the on the other end, is there a player that has surprised you so far? Is there a player that has, e- you know, even validated what you thought coming in uh, within the first? Even if you even want to go to preseason into the first three games, you know, who are some of those players for you?
10: I'll tell you who val- I feel validated by uh, off night. Davion Mitchell, like Ooh. I feel like I was I was Killing on an it, island, man. I was Killing on an right island down. with Davion Mitchell as yeah. far as like you know the internet because he was a little older. He's six foot in yeah. socks, the yeah. only NBA player that was going to be forced to play in socks, man. That you know they were giving his tight <laughs> <his> without shoes. <laughs> um, but like yo, he won the national title. <laughs> you know he was putting up monster numbers, and yeah. I knew his game was going to translate. And now he's just he's putting he's just putting the clamps on dudes on a nightly nice. basis, yeah. starting. Starting his career, Garden Dame, Steph, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, and like Locked and stepping out. in right away, you're Locked like, "Yo, this up, dude man. might he, he might be All NBA yeah. defense as a rookie." So as far as validation goes, um, you know, I was banging that drum hard, uh, but surprising—I I don't know if surprising is the right word—but I'm a little shocked by how quickly like evan mobley and scotty barnes oh, even though they yeah. were the third and they look fourth good, pick, man they look good they look like phenomenal and scotty barnes is doing stuff that i feel like
1: he's gonna be know, a star bro yeah I yeah he's,
10: he's, he's he,
1: he locked up Jalen brown once the he, other day right after body, cp the night be beast, after
10: Jalen bro. brown cooked us
3: yeah scotty barnes locked him up yeah
1: yeah he's he's gonna be a beast man on both ends what, of the floor
10: he went to the right spot man like there were a yeah. lot of places that it could have gone wrong like I, wrong is the is the wrong way to put it. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was gonna be good no matter what, right? But like you put him let's say Jalen Suggs does go to Toronto and Scotty Barnes goes to Orlando yeah, and now East he's court. in a front East court, court. court. Yeah. with yeah. Wendell Carter, Mobamba, Mo Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac, yeah. and now it's crowded. They all kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Right? So you put him in Toronto, and now they're running – eventually they're going to have a lineup that looks exactly – everybody looks like Scotty Barnes. Yeah, yeah like that Janinovi, is the wing like factory, Pascal Siaka. Toronto is the wing factory, man. Everybody's going to be 6'9", Facts. 240 on that team. <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> you know, so uh, he went to the right spot. And Mobley, yeah. man. Mobley, like, again, like, I don't think – I don't know if he's going to be a number one option. I don't think he's the next AD. But you look at what that dude's doing right away, defensively, how smooth he's scoring. Like he, you could slide him in anywhere and he was going to make it happen. I'm, I'm a big, big fan. I'm, I'm glad that he's, he's kind of figuring it out so early. Cause in yeah, the yeah. summer league and the preseason, you know, he had moments where he looked like he wasn't going to handle the physicality. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, so, uh, but regular season, that's what those, these are the games that matter. And he's, yeah. he's come out and he's looked awesome. Um, uh. You got yeah. Josh
1: Giddy playing well. Josh, 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 Josh Giddey Giddy had a up. good game last night. They, I forgot who they played uh but he dropped about 18 18 and 6. So Josh Giddy looking good. He, for, he's a
3: surprise for me because yeah. you know I mean I, I didn't I, I didn't do much, you know, I relied on the draft. The draft analysts and experts but from you know you saw what we were doing the show cp we were shocked when you know these teams moved up and memphis moved up yeah, and they thought Josh they were gonna Harris get him like and then okc okay, got him <laughs> and you know all the talk about what's going on he, he's a reach and then you know now to see him play that he's been a surprise for me personally uh, yeah. so far and, and he's
1: no a lot sur- of fun, man. Yeah, and no surprise to me uh, as people in the chat said, Jalen Green, man, Jalen Green. Yeah. Um, he, he's he's going to be a star himself, absolute beast. Who, who,
3: who do you have as the best? Uh, and if you had a player, has anything changed in terms of who you have as the best player in this draft in five years?
10: I, I mean, look, I, I still think I would take Cade first. It, you know, mm-hmm. we haven't seen him; he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. That's kind of unfortunate. I, He's—I was really looking forward to see what he looks like in the NBA, um, but so far it's kind of played out, you know, I could definitely see a path for any one of these guys taking in the top four though. Like it, none of it would shock me. Um, I mean, Jalen green, eight threes, 30 points the other night, you know, big time, you know, athleticism absolutely popped. Like we said, we talked about Mobley. We talked about Scottie Barnes and uh, I mean, it's going to be a situation where you could have the first five picks and maybe some other guys in this draft, all could be all-stars at some point in their careers and that's very atypical for for drafts so uh i'm just excited to watch the entire process play out for these dudes because you know this is one of the the best crops of talent that you're gonna find it's deep and it had high-end talent there's not a lot of drafts that have both like that so uh the whole year it's it's gonna be interesting to see their progress um i'm I'm gonna be charting their progress on you know my youtube you know kind of looking to do mm-hmm. like weekly updates for who's <laughs> popping off. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm, but yeah, real exciting. I'm, I'm so, I'm stoked that all of these guys have, have popped off. I'm a little upset that Jared Butler's looked as good as he has. Cause you know, yeah. uh, both Remember of our teams, I told we, you, I told that's you, a he a was, fact, man, that's a I told fact. Fact. you, that man, were worried. I told you teams were worried about yeah. the health and, but you know, obviously like, I, it was a mistake and, and, you know, I was at Barclay that night and I'm, uh, I, I'm sitting there, the Bulls second round pick, and I'm like, uh-oh, he's still on the board, he's still on the board, and then, you know, we passed on him um, for the hometown kid, but... uh Jared Butler, that kid, that kid can play too all the way into the second round. You got guys in this draft that yeah, are that are yeah. balling
1: out. And, and we still will, you know, Grimes and McBride will come through too, man. We're oh, we, yeah. we waiting on our guys. Tibbs is, tips is just, you know, letting them simmer a little bit. But we'll but we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see them unleashed at some point, man. So yes, yeah, as you said, man, definitely a, d- a deep draft class. And uh looking forward to seeing how these kids continue to grow. Uh also around the league, a friend of the program, Mello. Passes Moses Malone for ninth all time in the scoring list, man. 28 points for Melo, saving the Lakers' season against the Memphis Grizzlies. Lakers were on the the verge of an epic implosion. Three games in, you got the White and AD beefing on the sidelines. So, of course, Melo had to come through and save them from themselves. You know what I'm yeah, saying, and, and all
3: the doubters running. CP, all the doubters
1: could. running, and and then here here's LeBron. When they ask him about Mello, oh oh, everybody gave up on him. I'm like, bro, you you signed Jared Dudley <laughs> over this guy two years ago when Melo, the banana broke. Brother brother was sitting on the sidelines, and he said, "Uh, let's go Jared Dudley instead." So give me a break, man. You know I like LeBron, but come on, man. Sometimes he's just full of himself. Talking about everybody gave up on him, you included. Can't, can't make it all up, right. man. You see, the, I, I also, you see the
10: campaign thing with, with LeBron? What's your campaign? Campaign, he was talking. Oh, yes, LeBron I was... did. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> After Phoenix
1: was serving him their lunch at home, LeBron was salty, man. Yeah. Ah, so a lot of pressure in LA wait, wait, right when now. He was,
3: when he was playing the bottle against the Knicks, you know, he didn't <laughs> it, say it was all good.
1: Then. It was all good, right? All good. Now, all now good. you got to be a good sport when you're watching the Lakers up, bad.
3: I wonder if this mellow performance opens the door a little bit for, you know, because Dwight even, you know, not to, yeah. I don't think Mello's extent in terms of uh, impact or scoring, but Dwight was out of the league for a little bit. He came back. Mello. I wonder if it opens the door for some of the, you know, other vets, because um, this, this is a young league. So I'm happy. I'm happy for Melo, Um, when you see that. Maybe someone else, you know, Isaiah Thomas has tried to get back in. Joe Johnson has tried to get back in, um, you know, so we'll see if it opens the door for another team to take a risk on, you know, another player. So,
1: yeah, that that that's a fair point, man. We'll see how the whole Laker thing goes. I still don't like the whole Brody trade. Uh, I think it, it's it's just I don't see it working. I don't see it working for him. But, hey, they went all in for this. We'll, we'll see what happens, man. But I'm happy for Melo, nevertheless. You know what I'm saying? All right, well. Good show, everybody! Great job, Corey! Great job, JD! Salute so everybody in the chat once again, man! Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. It's been a great show. We'll be back at it tomorrow night. Knicks versus Sixers. Can the Knicks bounce back? You know, was, we almost had Armageddon on our hands uh, last night, Corey. After that loss to the Magic, man. So we, so we got to bounce back, bro. <laughs> chat that, had to be on fire. Chat was on fire. <laughs> last night, man. So uh, let everybody know where they can find you, man. Definitely appreciate the time, bro.
10: Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter, at Corey Tulliba. Um, just launched uh, with a bunch of other great draft uh, analysts, including um, Alex from uh, you know Nick's, uh, Nick's Draft, Draft uh-huh. Film School. He's part of the team yep. called No Ceilings um you know we're right now every day during the week we're going to be dropping uh, a new preview for the best uh, nba draft prospects from each conference we dropped the acc today talked a little bit about paulo bancaro um you know some other guys little aj griffin uh just guys to watch uh you can check out the youtube video nba draft dude on on youtube and um i'm be i'm gonna be bringing the heat this year with the film sesh man Let's i'm going it. i'm going crazy I'm. Cha- mm. I got the game messed up this year. I'm telling. I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> no, so I'm throwing out warnings to all the draft dudes out there. Let's go. Uh, I, I'm not playing this year. Let's get mm. it going, man. Let's get it going. <laughs> well, you know, you
1: know, you're never a stranger on this show, man. So we'll, we'll definitely yeah. have you on uh, again. But again, definitely appreciate it. And uh, good luck to your Bulls, man. Let, let's go next. Yeah. But uh, hey, I just gotta it. say too,
10: the, yeah, the documentary, my man the fire appreciate bro you know, yeah you know, so good i mean anybody i'm sure everybody in the chat watching now has already watched the documentary Fantastic you voyage. have it, you got to you got to check it out because you know it's it's everything it's community the Knicks fandom i mean Chuck D, legendary. Yeah. I mean, we, so, we had we had you thing. in it. You, you, we, we had, yeah, we in, had you in it a couple uh, times. Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I no, definitely appreciate it, man. And for everybody in the chat, go ahead and catch, go watch Fantastic Voyage right now, man. Definitely yeah. out on the main page, but uh, yeah, Corey, definitely appreciate uh, all your contributions to the channel, man. No doubt about it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me again, man. Well, anytime, anytime. I'm always down to come on. Yes, sir. That was uh, Corey Taliba And so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We'll see you guys tomorrow, man. Knicks versus Sixers can we bounce back and get a W we'll be back you know where to find us man Knicks post game live presented by Manscaped number one show for the fans by the fans the best or nothing remember that uh, these shows are also available in audio podcast format you can go to knicksfantv.com to find tonight's show link uh so for JD CP the franchise here we will see you guys uh tomorrow tomorrow night man Knicks versus Celtics man peace
2: I told you I'm about to put on a suit and tie Look like Jerome or something with that mirror Cause when you look good You ain't got away by nobody telling you how you look so never mind what the haters say. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. With spice set it's the orange with the blue skies. It's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good is the next right. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. With spikes that it's the orange with the blue skies. There's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate, feeling good, is the next, right? We all know right now who brought the city back. Tell the roads, Noel ties us running back. We're the birds that he ain't getting in that new contract. Some new money have you pushing that Maybach? back. I hear the talk, Katie, say we ain't cool no more. What? We'll tell that to the Barclays when they open the door. Before the game, red carpets get rolled out. You see the stars attend, this mean we sold out. Ain't no arena feeling like this gym. Clyde with that brim. Nick Jersey with some butter Tims This for the ones that continue to love, to hate. And how Max went from his first to his last take. They say, Boogie, why you talk like that? Oh. Uh-huh. I'm spitting bars so I'ma talk like that. Uh-uh. Yeah, the media got me feeling like that. Uh-uh, my James Brown saying this is my payback. payback. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. With spice said it, it's the orange with the blue skies. There's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good is the next life. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. The Spike said it, it's the orange with the blue skies. There's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good is the next Right? Some real fans to the game that mean we stay loyal Twist the cap off the top so you can crown royal I promise you're about to see a league mess I'm right beside Mr. Worldwide West gunning championship Escobar with the cigar The next track Mr. Dolan on the guitar Play that in fact this a new anthem. anthem. Tell me, Mr. Isler, you need a new hawk anthem. anthem. Everybody put your hands in the air. I wanna see you with your hands in the air. Celebrate your life. Everybody put your hands in the air. I wanna see you with your hands in the air. You a nick for life. They don't live how we live when we do what we do. We do what we do. Represent to the fullest, just that orange and blue, orange and blue. You a nick for life. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. With spice it, it's the orange with the blue skies. It's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good is the next right. They wanna hate what they love in the franchise. With spice it, it's the orange with the blue skies. It's no city more famous with the nightlife. We celebrate feeling good is the next right.